I'll take them off. You have some on me. I want all your no, scrubs. No, actually, I only scrubs. <laughs> I just want all scrubs. Hello. Welcome to Couplescape. I'm Emma. And I'm Pidge. And welcome back. And sorry again about the sound last time or oh, um and... Whenever it was. Whenever it was. Yeah, I'm still feeling bad about that. But, um... Yeah, we had some complaints. No complaints about the Dick, All Dick podcast, though. I haven't released it yet. <laughs> There'll be plenty of complaints when we release that. I think you guys are laughing at our wieners. I used to have a joke. I used to do this joke. I haven't done it in a long time. But about how all major religions were based on the fact that men were scared we were laughing at their wieners. <laughs> but that's just the basis for every religion is like, you think they're laughing about our wieners? And we're like, oh, and, and I did it. And then somebody came up to me and was like, I think you should know that maybe that's a little racist. And I was like, is it? Oh, shit. And so I don't do it anymore because I couldn't because I'm from Idaho and I'm a stupid white girl. And I'm like, I don't know if it is or not. I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't think it is. I'll shop it around. Like collectively, we are laughing at all the dicks. The the thing was, I was in the Vietnamese restaurant where we always go, the the pho restaurant. And uh, the ladies, it was all women in there and all women behind the counter and they were giggling in that high-pitched um, way that women do behind the counter. And then a man walked in and they immediately stopped. <laughs> and I was like, those ladies were for sure laughing about dicks. Like, I don't speak <laughs> Vietnamese. And I couldn't tell what they were saying. But the way they were laughing and then the way they shut it down as soon as a man walked in, like stone face. I was like, they were laughing at dicks. And that's what got me thinking, like, man, that's all every relation, every religion is based on men being worried that we're laughing at their dicks. Yeah, maybe now we, we have are. a pothole yeah, podcast. Never know. <laughs> and more podcast plus. So we weren't going to do a podcast because you're leaving to go camping. <sighs> I just got back yeah, from the rainiest been, camping trip ever. Yeah, you had the worst camping trip, and I'm headed off to seven days on the river with my family, yeah. my entire family. Wonderful. Which is going to be great, but also um, a lot, a lot, yeah, a lot of together time. That's how I felt about ours. It was it, the kids had a blast. It poured more than I've ever seen it rain. It, and I've we've been going to the Oregon coast since I was a kid. And you always get rained on. That's it's just part rain, of it. Yeah. But uh, this dumped like an inch an hour. And it just flooded everything. And it flooded the tents. And we were not. And like we had tarps up. We were totally prepared. And it was even with that. It was just like, fuck. But the kids had a blast. And afterward, I was like, that was a lot. But it was great. Like everybody bonded. So I heard, uh, I was listening to Dear Sugar today, and uh, Cheryl Strayed was talking about what she calls retrospective fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what Which that I'm like, I think that's all the fun I ever have. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't do. ever actually have fun. But then after, I'm like, eh, no, that was fun. That was pretty fun. I know, I can picture you being like, <laughs> when I'm like, we had fun. You being like, no, you were texting me the whole time. You were desperately unhappy for a, f- a week solid. It sounded so, so terrible. And I was, not- it was miserable. As you probably have guessed, not a camper. Really? I, the only time <laughs> I go camping is when we do a river trip. Yeah. I can I can put up with the camping part if we're on the river because I like the boating. Yeah. But um, and the kayaking and the getting away from it all. But I can't deal with camping at all. And then when you're on the Oregon coast with six kids five. and it's just just, just five. The five. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and. And it's raining the whole time. I mean, I I felt so um, claustrophobic for you. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I love camping and I don't mind being dirty and I don't mind roughing it. And like we we like for reals camped when I was a kid, like no bathroom, just up in the woods, just a sleep, no tent, just a sleeping bag and a shovel. You know, that's how (laughs) we fucking camp. 
And I I love it and I don't mind it. And um by like the third day Dylan was real done. Like the rain had gotten to him and he was like, I wanna get a hotel, we're done and I was like, Ah, what's a little rain? And it really wasn't until like the second to last day. It finally got sunny. And you think then they'll be like, oh, my mood changed. But it was like I was too worn down by then. And I um, at the lowest point was I went to make hot dogs for the kids and everything was wet and everything was gross. And when I pulled the hot dogs buns out and like everybody's waiting with their hot dog they toasted, they weren't fucking sliced. <laughs> I don't have a people I hate this week, but I but I do because it's those fucking people who make those hot dog buns. <laughs> who what? They were like, a, I got the like fancy, like they were like pretzel roll hot dog bins. They weren't fucking sliced. I've what kind never... of monster <laughs> makes an unsliced hot dog? And I lost it. Like I was like, are these? And I was like trying to open it. And I was like, and the kids like, we're hungry. And everything's wet. And my clothes are wet. And, and I had been wet for days. And like I had had a good attitude for like five days and been like, we're camping. This is fine. Nobody lose their shit. And all the kids had been kind of starting to melt down. I'm like, we're having fun. We're having a great time. And I finally was in that bun. was like, no, no, I can't take anymore. I just can't handle it. And I started smashing them. I took them out of the package and started squeezing them and smashing them and throwing them on the ground. And everybody, all my kids and my parents, everybody's watching me like real wide-eyed and I started crying like a totally sane person. I mean like, these fucking hot dogs French and I was squeezing up the butt and crying. Um, See, retrospective fun. <laughs> retrospective fun. We had a great time is the moral of that story. And the last day, it was, t- we, the day we left, it was sunny and gorgeous and like 80 degrees and I like went down to the beach and just sat there and cried and I was just like, I'm fucking hate it. Because you try, you know, I'm trying so hard. And it is so much work. Oh my God. We had to bring a U-Haul trailer. You would have packed for five kids, two adults. It is so much packing and shit and and it's like, luckily, like, I'm food. smart. I packed, yeah, packed ton of food, prepared food ahead ahead of time, packed, t- you know, jackets and rain gear and, and sand toys. So much work. And then you get there and it just fucking rains and rains and rains. And I had a lot of retrospective fun. <laughs> well, say a little prayer for me on the river. I will. I'll be saying a lot. <laughs> because at least, like, at least you could, I guess go to the store if you needed something yeah. or like if we went to the, the river, laundromat we dried clothes yeah. three times we went to the laundromat and just dried everything and bedding so yeah at least we were close to civilization yeah you're just out there right we're just out there last time we went the catastrophe was we didn't take enough ice and so we had to use the ice that we had for packing around food mm-hmm. but what you really really want is a cold beverage yeah after an entire day in the sun and there wasn't enough ice. And I thought, like, I thought my dad was going to lose his mind <laughs> by day, by day nope. five. He was just, like, yeah. couldn't deal. We're, like, trying to drag the beers behind us from the boat. And it was... Oh, uh, yeah, that does sound pretty miserable. Yeah, you couldn't even put... Hot beer. The, it was, like, yeah, hot beer and hot water and hot... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So... Today we were packing everything up, and I was like, "How much ice? We're, we're taking All like more. cools, the cooler specifically just full of ice." That's smart. Yeah, that's so, very smart. Hopefully, but you know, it'll there'll be something that we totally forgot that it'll be a catastrophe. But yeah, <laughs> well, good <laughs> we'll luck see. out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but we really because we weren't going to make a podcast, and then you called and you're like, "I ha- I have to come over. We have to couple skate. Yeah, I have something to talk about. Yeah, and I and you told me what it was, and I was like, "You better get your ass over here." <laughs> 
This is, so this is a big I deal. So I had a horrible, horrible realization today. This is a big time epiphany. It really it, is. It really is. And, and I'm kind of surprised that I haven't realized it before, like this, why this is new. But I realized today that I'm a total misogynist. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a feminist mm-hmm. and I have been my whole life. And I was raised to be a feminist. Like, nobody in my family ever even hinted that I shouldn't be able to do exactly what I want, when I want it, do it amazingly. Like, I did not even grow up that way at all. My dad has three daughters. Like, yeah. he's like, you're totally capable. You are amazing. You'll do what you're, whatever. Women can do everything. And um, today, I realized that I give more credence to things that men say to me i give more credence to the way they treat me i um i put their opinions and values higher than i place those of women um i get more comfort and more satisfaction out of compliments and um recognition from men it's fucking the worst dude (laughs) i am embarrassed of myself and i can't believe that i do that but in all honesty i do yeah i you're a monster first of all (laughs) i am but i um i had the same realization i think like six months ago because um and I, I think I had, I've had it in waves. I had it like a year ago and then again in six months. And I think I, ha- from now on, as in my adult life, I'll have to have it every six months or so and be like, oh, right, you're doing it again. Right. And I had the same thing where I was like, you know, I went through a hard thing. And we were in a small town in the backwoods of Idaho. Uh-oh. No, I think it's just because I... Stand by, everyone. <laughs> Okay, well, we're back. We may not have recorded any of that. I don't know what just happened there. No, I, th- I think it's. I think we're good. I think we're okay. Okay. So what I was saying is, I was um, on a work trip, and I was with a coworker, and we were in the backwoods of Idaho in this little tiny town, and we went out to just the local bar, and we're having drinks, and um, this I think happens. You're just more well versed in situations like this now, which I am not, and you are because you're out in the public eye, and you're dealing with people all the time, and you're dealing with a lot of shitty people. But we're having drinks. Hey, wait, let's let's not say people. Let's say men, because we both know what we're talking about here. Right, Go right, ahead. men. Yeah, yeah. Men. see, yeah, that's something else that we yeah. do. People. Uh, well, we deal with a lot of really uh, bad people. No, no, men. Men. Women don't harass me on the road. Women don't um, try to touch me or make me feel like shit. Women don't criticize my body. Right. Randomly, strangers. <laughs> no, men. Let's right. just okay. Right. Go ahead, men. So we're having drinks. I'd had maybe a couple of glasses of wine. He'd had a couple of cocktails. And we're just sitting there and we're having a conversation. And I laughed. And I laughed my laugh. You've heard my laugh. Yeah. And this random ass guy in the bar starts chiding me and saying that I I have a cackle. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like I'm a witch. And he starts like verbally attacking me in this bar. And I tell you, it was so, like, I didn't know what to do. So I kept, like, trying to, like, in my mind, I kept thinking, well, this must be a joke. He must just be kidding. He must be, like, flirting with me. He must be, like, he was verbally fucking assaulting me. And I kept finding reasons 
to like let him off the hook. Oh yeah, about it, and to be like, oh, you're fine, it's fine, and to to not escalate it, and to not escalate it, yeah, and to just give him a pass. I don't know, like, and and also, I was trying to divert the conversation in a way so that uh, that he could get out of it comfortably, like. I was doing yeah. him all these favors. Oh my God, yeah. He was just a fucking drunk ass you were, idiot. You redneck. were being graceful and trying to allow him to exit the conversation gracefully. Yeah. You, I mm-hmm. and I was like, why? And then okay, so that happened. It was a train wreck. We left. I was really upset because I wasn't able to divert his attention. He continued to to harass me. I'm with my coworker who has no reason to. Um, you know, like he's not, it's not his job to defend me, although yeah. he did. Yeah. Um, but you know, we decided to And what leave. are you, you're in a strange town in a bar as a woman, you're in danger. Right. I don't think men understand when they're like, you should have hit him in the dick. I'm like, oh, and been murdered in right. Driggs fucking Idaho. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to punch someone in the dick. Right. I'm the stranger I'm five here. too. Right. <laughs> right. So I had to leave the bar yeah. because he was making us so uncomfortable and um, so the next morning, I got up early because we'd left the car downtown. And this is a little tiny town. So I was walking down. It was like 530 in the morning. It was raining. This motherfucker who had attacked me the night before in the bar was sitting on a roof oh my God. on the main street with like another guy. And they started harassing me again. And, and just like yelling things at just you. Just yelling. Just yelling. What are you doing out here? You know, like like they they had at the night before wanted us to leave town, you know, get the fuck out of here and like you're not welcome here. Like I'm a fucking fifth generation Idahoan. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody deserves yeah. to be in a bar in Idaho, like in Driggs, it's yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm not a foreigner. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, they yeah, they continued to yell at me and I was like, if I I and I turned around and ran because I was like, they would just get away with it. They got away with it in that bar. Yeah. Every fucking man in that bar let that guy yeah. harass me. Yeah. Nobody said anything except my coworker. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's I'm on the main street, he could fucking rape me right now. And nothing would happen. And nothing would happen. Oh, and then and then you'd get a whole bunch of shit because you're like, I don't want to prosecute this because I don't want to spend a year, two years of my life coming back to whatever county that's in. Right. And and trying to deal Teton. with a, <laughs> Teton, of course. <laughs> And trying to deal with the local PD and trying to prosecute. So, and they'd never fucking, they'd never. And everybody's going to say she was in the bar that night and she was drunk and blah, blah, blah. If if they collect a rape kit, which they won't, they'll never process it. Right. And, you know, they'll never prosecute. You'll waste years of your life. Then when you don't prosecute, people will be like, well, I don't think it really happened because she didn't prosecute. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) hell. Yeah. Yeah. And, And the way that I responded was to be like. What can I do for you to make you feel better to not fucking harass me? So that you don't me? kill me. Yeah. So that this, I think no nobody ever pulls you aside in elementary school and says, hey, you're going to have to learn to treat men like they're angry bears. Like there's not a tampon talk for that in fifth grade where they're like, you're pretty much going to be scared of these guys most of your life. Just kind of roll with it, you know. But I like I the first incidents of being harassed by men. I remember being eight years old and having men catcall me and harass me. And you learn very quickly to be compliant and to, to be kind of bubbly and sweet. And, to and be so care- do you think that has something to do with why we value their opinions more? Or is it because they are less you're taught, forthcoming? Like, you're what taught is from the very beginning 
that you are a lesser being. Oh my god, I went and saw Ghostbusters last night, the new Lady Ghostbusters. Fucking great. Just cunt bumping fun. Uh, loved every scissor second. Yay! It was I want to see it so the best bad. thing. Oh Can't my god, wait. it was really fun. Actually, I wish I had a date. Oh, I could go with any number of girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> nope, can't see this movie. Don't have anyone. Uh, we went, and it was so funny. But there's a moment in the movie where the the main the main bad guy says to the women, he's like, "I've been treated like a second class citizen. Um, I've never had the the decency of being treated like a human being. Do you know what that's like?" And um, she pauses and is like, "Yeah." And then she says, "We've all been dumped on." And I I was like, "You fucking cowards." That line, as it was written, I know 100% was, yeah, we're fucking women. Yeah. We've never been treated like human beings a day in our life. And, like, I also just finished watching the OJ thing, which, if you haven't watched, is insane. It's, like, the best TV I've ever seen. But at the end of it, you just have this, like, right, that's right, the only thing that matters less than the life of a black man, which matters very little in this country, is a woman's life. Nothing. A woman's life is worth nothing. Your, you know, your dignity, nothing. You're not worth anything. And I think you're taught that. You know that from the time you're little. That was one of my big arguments for Ghostbusters was having little girls see themselves in roles that weren't them just being rescued, Mm -hmm. you know, just being things. And I think the reason we value a man's opinion more than our own, more than our girlfriends who we like more and admire more is because we've, we've been taught we're second class citizens from the fucking day we were born you know and that's a that's a hard thing to change in yourself even recognizing it like even seeing it in myself even seeing when I do it even when you text me something like you're beautiful and you're wonderful and you're smart and I'm like yeah but what do you know you know (laughs) you're just another dumb woman I know some fucking schmo you know from from Detroit is like I thought you're really funny at that show and I'm like oh my god you know yeah I mean, that's how I felt. I just felt really disappointed in myself, obviously, when I had that realization today. But I was also like, but it's so innate in me now that um, it's like, like, it's a gut feeling Mm -hmm. that I get that if, like I I was telling you earlier, uh, you could text me um, all this support or some guy who I've met a couple of times and don't really know. And also maybe don't even like that much. Yeah. Could text me the same thing and I would be over the moon. Like I would just immediately swell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, I was I was telling Dylan the other day that like um, the women in my life, I don't text with a whole lot because they don't need anything. And when they do, they're very specific of like, hey, um, I'm going like what like when you're like, oh, my God, I'm going through this breakup. And I like no, ex- I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's a, he's a bastard, blah, blah, blah. And I know what you need from me. The men in my life, my man and friends, text me constantly needing emotional support, needing like that emotional midwifery, needing like, help me grow, help me figure this out. I'm having girlfriend problems, all, you know. And, but at the same time, when I go through a crisis and I, if I reach out to you, I know you'll respond immediately and give me the support I need. But so often I don't. I'll, re- I'll reach out to those guys who either, don't give me support. Don't even respond. Right. Or do the man thing of telling you how you're handling it wrong. Right. And are just like, well, here's what you need to do, sweetheart. And you're, and you're like, no, I just I just needed you to tell me that it sucked. You know, I just needed, like, a little support. And I've caught, like, I, 
have tried to make myself first reach out to the women in my life from now on because I'm like, no, why are you reaching out to a bunch of guys who you know aren't going to give you what you need, you know? Like, it's not fair to either one of us for me to be like, feed me. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, I, I think it's also that we've been conditioned to think that, um, we need to get this idea of having a community of women. Yeah. That we can rely on. And I think that that used to be more common maybe when we all had to help each other with childcare or help yeah. each other with you know, food preparation or those kinds of things where you would need a community or even like, I think when my, my grandma was growing up and she, you know, didn't work when women worked more in their homes, mm -hmm. they had communities of people that helped them do things. Yeah. And we've gotten away from community period. Yeah. And so we're now like, oh no, I have to rely on my immediate people that are my family. And that's often, you know, your male partner. Yeah. Um, which of course. Well, and I found too, so there was a, there's a, women's group on Facebook called Pussy Posse that was started by a female comedian and um, was it has now grown and is a bunch of women and has, is extremely like um, controversial and I've had male comedians come up and like confront me about it and be like what's this bullshit with Pussy Posse you guys are talking behind everybody's back and you're just gossiping a whole bunch of blah 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 and I'm like oh that's interesting how when women band together and need each other and support each other it's a it's a threat it's a threat and it's a gossipy you know and the, the shit has happened in there where somebody has like a woman lied about something and people called her on it and we're like no that's not true but a lot of things have been really supportive and really great and like when somebody is an abuser they're like hey this guy's dangerous be careful and that's super threatening to guys and so they try to squash it and be like oh just and like make fun of it it's like um recently i said i made some joke about somebody mansplaining something and this guy was like I don't appreciate that term. I think it's really derogatory. And I was like, fuck you. Oh, fuck off. Oh, that term is super derogatory. It to is you. derogatory. It is derogatory because your behavior is shit and you shouldn't be doing it. But that's the thing that men do when you try to call them on that bullshit. They turn it around to hurt feelings because they're so used to being coddled. They're so used to us being like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Was I hurting your feelings? Okay, well, we won't use the term mansplain anymore. And I, I wonder if that's the scary thing, you know, one of the reasons you're having such a pushback with, like, the MRA types is, like, that's really a scary idea. Um, if you've had this safety net your whole life in the way that women have treated you, and then all of a sudden that's being taken away, it probably seems like women are being really mean, you know, all of a sudden being very mean to you. And, like, I imagine some 50-year-old, you know, insurance guy who's gotten to all these years just kind of plow through the women in his life and be like, you know what you need to do, sweetie? And talk to <laughs> people about their his car and, you know, just always do the man stuff. And then now women are like, no, fuck off. I'm not going to sit through this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's probably like, oh, these feminists are a bunch of bitches, which we are. <laughs> you know, we really are. Yeah. So I, I really need, I, I would like somebody to mansplain to me how to not be a misogynist feminist <laughs> because I, no, it's true. I do not like this about it's, myself. It's and, a... and like I said, I wasn't raised that, that way. No, no. So even though I've been conditioned from life, it's just, you know, culturally or, you know, in, in our, in our world, this is what it's telling us, but I... man, it's wrong. I know. And it's like, it, it's, it's an ugly trait yeah. to like realize about yourself. I had something happen recently. Um, I was telling a friend of mine, a guy friend of mine who like, I, I admire and I really like his opinion. And he's somebody I have consulted a lot on my career and on my choices and stuff. 
And I was telling him how he was asking why I was taking a break from social media. And I was like, oh, you know, just creativity, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, also, I get a lot of abuse on there. And I kind of just wanted to step back from all of that. And he was he did that man thing where he was like, he was like, maybe you should just keep your mouth shut and then you wouldn't get so much abuse. And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, well, I'm just saying, like, you know, if you didn't if you didn't speak up so much, if you weren't so vocal. And then he was like, also, you need to learn to fight back for yourself and you need to do this and you need to do that. And he was sending me examples of um, a comedian who I'm whatever. I'm just going to say who it is. Chris D'Elia of Chris D'Elia and how Chris D'Elia handles like shit talking when people shit talk him on Twitter. And he was like, just do that. Just do what Chris D'Elia does. And I was like, so that the insult somebody threw at Chris D'Elia was, did your did your dad get you that TV gig? And I and he was like, yeah, see, he took an insult and turned it into something funny because he responded back with something. And I was like, I had someone um, send me pictures of my kids and say that they hoped we all got raped by a pack of N-words to death. Krista Lee would fucking die after a week of my mentions. He would kill himself after a week of my mentions. I'm like, yeah, he knows how to shit talk with people. I have people threaten my family. I have really scary shit be said to me. And I, 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 after that interaction was like, you're not, no, you're not, I'm not doing this from now on. My inclination is to look to you for advice or praise. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to give it to myself because I'm clearly fucking smarter than you. Right. Cause you had the balls to say something that dumb to me. Right. And so I think maybe that's how you change that is to recognize that the men in your life aren't smarter than you, which is fucking huge. Jocelyn, like, Oh, sorry, Pidge. <laughs> You can suck all the Jocelyn. Uh, I don't know. I <laughs> that's for a minute there was like, oh, are we doing? Um, that's I'm trying to get people to use my nickname. But then I realized today that the last two men that I have dated glommed on right away to Pidge, loved calling me Pidge. And so now when people say it, I'm like, oh, but you hurt me. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And you're like, no. <laughs> so now, like, I was just out seeing my uh, my baby nephew, and I was like, Pidge, Auntie Pidge. I'm like, I need good people to call me Pidge. Yeah. Not yeah. just not just boyfriends who ex-boyfriends. are <laughs> <laughs> boyfriends who will become ex-boyfriends. But I, I think that that is huge because I think that that's taken – I'm 36. It's taken me my entire life to look at a man and be like, you're not innately smarter than me. I know my own path in this, you know, and, and to not immediately question myself when a man is like, mm, I don't know, I don't think that's right. Or mm, maybe you should do something and to be like, no, I have my own, sh- I know my own path to like, to not even look to other women, but just to look to myself, you know? Yeah. It has taken- I, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm even older than you and I obviously I'm not there, but that is one thing that I really struggle with, struggle with is any kind of validation at all. I cannot validate myself it's so hard and um i've i've been aware of it and i like work on it all the time and obviously you know it's a lifetime of of a challenge but do you want to know my secret yeah this is my secret and it's the worst thing you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say nice things to yourself while making eye contact with yourself and every time do you put lipstick on first comb your hair out and yeah. do a little blowout hey hey girl looking, looking wink, wink. every time you say something negative about yourself you have to go and make eye contact with yourself in a mirror and say three nice things about yourself while maintaining eye contact and that has and my counselor suggested to me like years ago 
it took me years to be able to do because I'd be like, nah, you know, like not be able to meet my own eyes over. <laughs> nah, nah. But I've gotten better to now where my internal narrative isn't, oh, you're so stupid. You're so dumb. You know, like all the things that I think are kind of pushed on women. You're so worthless. You're so dumb. You don't know what you're doing. You know, you're and so it's, fat. You're so ugly. You're so fat. You're Nobody so loves you. You have to read only ever yours. And I'm plugging it on this on this podcast because I want everybody if I could make it required reading, I would make everyone read it because I was like, this is a book that men would read and be like, this seems a little over the top. And every woman would read and be like, this is my fucking life. And it's this um, this book about a dystopian. It's great. It's fiction. It's a dystopian future where like um, the women are all created in a lab to be perfect and in groomed their entire life to be the most beautiful and very competitive environment and through the whole thing I was like this is how I I was raised by feminists I was raised by my my parents and then a bunch of lesbians because my aunts had this whole community and they lived with us and I was raised by really feminist women and still I got that still yeah, I got that's the, what I'm saying you're not thin enough your boobs aren't right your hair looks stupid and like constant self-criticism so that as soon as a man is like god you're beautiful I'm just fucking putty. I'm just putty. And he can just do whatever he wants with me because yeah. I'm a fucking disaster. <laughs> did, we talk, did we talk about this? Or I was at dinner with a bunch of friends and this guy was talking about his sister. And he said, you know, the problem with her is that a guy just has to say you're pretty. And then she she has no power. Yeah. She, you know, oh. she's she like in oh. this relationship with this guy who was dealing heroin. And then she was with this guy who, um, <laughs> I don't know, had was arrested a bunch of times and he's like it's because every time somebody says she's pretty like that's the that's the end the end of it and i was sitting there with everybody and i was like that's me yeah i would have been like oh (laughs) shit i was like that's exactly who i am yeah tell me i'm pretty and i'm yours for life yeah and it's like why why is it so important to me to be pretty exploit that men um i i feel i wish we had like a third gender we could use for the kind because i know that a lot of guys are like i don't do that and maybe a lot of guys don't I wish there was like a third gender term for when you're talking about the worst kind of men. I don't know. We'll come up with something. <laughs> but like um, there is that same guy that I was talking about earlier who's the guy I used to really look up to. He always is dating like these. He's, I don't know, 46-ish. He's always dating these very young, supermodel, gorgeous, gorgeous women. Very thin, tiny, you know, mostly. Um. But he was telling me, like, oh, this recent girl that he was dating, she's crazy. Oh, she's so fucking crazy. Then it's like I started to see a pattern where every three months he'd have a new girl and then things would be great and then she'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. And then finally I was like, I think you're making these women crazy. And I, I told him later, I was like, you you look for women who are like that, mm-hmm. who are like that sister, who are like you and I, who are desperate for that validation. And you give it. And you give it and then you take it away and it makes them fucking crazy because they think they have somewhere that they're loved and cherished and safe. Finally, finally, they found this man who's going to be kind to them. And then you do it till you're bored of it and then you take it away. And I was like, you're a fucking predator. The what you do to women is you find emotionally fragile, damaged women and you prey on them and you prey on them. And then when you're done, you're done. And then you move on to the next thing because you're bored. And clearly that's like a psychosis of its own. You know, that's some love addiction shit there. But I, I just think. Yeah, I mean, that's just that's exactly what just happened to me. Like uh, somebody pursued me and pursued me and pursued me relentlessly, 
relentlessly and was so over the top flattering. You're so beautiful. You're so smart. Like, like picking out specific things that I'd never thought that anybody ever noticed about me and like capitalizing on those things. And then, you know, two, three weeks in, don't call me anymore. I'm done. Like, wait, where, where is all this value that I had? Yeah. Where was all of this? Like, you couldn't live without me because I'm so amazing. Like those, that, that just goes away. Obviously then I don't have any of those things. I'm not of value. That's just how it makes me feel. Yeah. It's, it's like they pull the rug out from under you and you're like, oh, never mind. Yeah. You were lying. You were lying that I'm pretty. You were lying that I'm smart. You were lying. Like, and that's what I feel like in that situation, I, that happens to me a lot, even though I curtail it now, like when guys start to be like you're perfect. You're amazing. Like those are huge red flags to me. You're, you know, you're a diamond in the rough. Like all those things are immediate red flags to me because I'm like, I'm a paper doll. I could be anyone. Mm -hmm. You're just looking for someone to shower with attention and I could be anything. Like you don't know anything about me. Right. I'm, we've known each other for two, two days and you're like, oh my God, you're the most perfect woman, you know? And um, I'm reading this book right now called Sex Object. Again, that I want to make fucking just like mandatory reading and it's all about how like from the time you're a little girl that's what's put on you you're just a paper doll for some man's attention and without it you're just a paper doll again and that's what it feels like you feel like a woman and then a paper doll a woman but see i know these women who aren't so who aren't like that that the first thing that they think about isn't their looks the first thing that they you know they're they're just not trying so hard and yeah. I wonder what it is specifically, you know, and I'm sure it's just, you know, also what your personality is and how you absorb things in the culture. It must be a parenting thing or something. I don't know, because I, I would say it's because none of us had dads, but you had a dad. So that's not what it is. You, because for me, I'm like, oh, it's because I had. And, yeah. I mean, but and, maybe and society I, is, maybe what they do is so heavy that it most Because I'm infects. always like, I mean, I go through this. It's a daily thing. I mean, I would say that I worry we have to wrap it up in three minutes because I got to go to dinner. <laughs> Dylan's a pacing. I can hear him upstairs. <laughs> I told him we'd be done by 6.30. By the latest. Okay. Well, um, we should just end it there then. We'll get into we'll get into being pretty again. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about being pretty yeah. uh, on the next one. And I think you're beautiful. Yeah. It means nothing to me. And lovely. And <laughs> I know I you know, do. But I what know. do you know? I'm just some woman. I'm just some... Just some, some and who broad... fucking cares if I'm pretty? I'm a 39-year-old woman. No, and that's like the other thing. Who fucking cares? Why do I want to be pretty so bad? Yeah. Why is it Why is it so... I was raised by a bunch of hairy lesbians. Yeah, that's what I mean. Where You're... did I even get it? <laughs> Your why mom wears I... Peter's jeans. My mom She's wears not... Peter's jeans. <laughs> She's not like... She's had the same hairstyle since 1990 before that. She's not setting the example She's of not. like, oh, no. I have to be Neither up on everything. Aunt. I have to like no. get Botox. I have to all this. No. No. Well, thanks for outing that I get Botox. <laughs> what the fuck, man? What the fuck? You're... <laughs> You're 36. Every if any woman you know over 30 is probably getting Botox. I'm not. I haven't. But I, I can't. Haven't that's because I can't year. afford it. I can't. Otherwise, I would. I got it when I was making money for a little I'm bit. I'm saving I got up it. my money to get my eyelids done. Oh yeah. Oh my aunt got that done. It looks very nice. God, we're monsters. Oh, I hate us. We're worse than any man. No, we're not. Fuck off. All right. I love you. Want to have so much fun camping? Thank and, you. Love um, you too. Hey, and internet. God, I miss you guys. <laughs> Twitter, I miss you so much. I miss you. I, I think about you every day. Because you're all men. Oh, 
so many beautiful complimentary men. I miss you. I miss you. I miss you how you tell me that my butt looks good and that my jokes are funny and I love you so much. Instagram, I miss you. Facebook, I haven't missed you one fucking second. I'm going to delete my account when I get back on it. I hate it. Now, I haven't missed it one even for a second. Really? Um, Snapchat, I miss you. Maybe most of all. <laughs> most of all. But uh, yeah, I'll be back on soon. And yeah. Uh, all right. I'll see you soon. And I love you. Love you. Bye. Love you, bye. bye.